0: In these winter months, consider tripinsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites.
1: Get a quote today and save from tripinsurance.com. Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios for the first episode of 2021, this is Cruise
2: Radio. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. First one of the new year. Absolutely. So here we are. More cancellations happened this week, among other things. Sherry Laskin is here to get us all caught up with cruisemaven.com in just a moment. Also, staff writer Richard Sims coming in to weigh in on an article about a, uh, an outbreak that a Costco saw, but got no coverage if that was a cruise ship, though, it'd be much, much different. Richard's stopping by here in just a little bit as well. Sherry Laskin is here with Cruise News. Hello, Sherry. Hello, Doug. The axe dropped today for more cruises.
0: Yeah, so Carnival made an, yet another round of cancellations this week. They've extended the general cancellation period for another month. This time it's going to go through the end of March. It had been scheduled to stop at the end of February. Plus, they've gone ahead and canceled cruises with itineraries for specific departures that extend further into 21 and into 2022. So Magic, Paradise, and Valor are in Dry Dock. Liberty and Sunshine will go into Dry Dock this fall. Then Freedom, Miracle, and Spirit have had their longer cruises canceled in order to follow the CDC guidelines for cruises of no longer than seven nights. Spirits' 15-day cruise from Singapore to Brisbane has been canceled. And finally, the inaugural date for Mardi Gras was again moved, this time to April 24th. And the first general uh, revenue sailing has been changed to April 27th. And then it just kept on going all day long. So canceled at this point are Hound America's April sailings. Alaska departures through mid-May. Their Mediterranean cruises through early June and select Canada and New England cruises. And this, uh, on the heels of that announcement, Princess said they extended their cancellations through May 14th. And for them, it includes the Caribbean, those California coastal cruises that they've always had. Plus, they've canceled the early season in Alaska and European
2: cruises. So I'm just going to be a ski bum until the summertime. Is that cool with you?
0: Uh, go right ahead. Just follow the snow. It's
2: been happening on the East Coast for a couple of months, but now cruise ships are slowly starting to make their way back to the West Coast.
0: Yeah, so according to an article in Sea Trade, ships from Princess, Holland America, and Norwegian have arrived and docked at the Los Angeles cruise, cruise terminal over the last week. Now, the ships are only stopping to refuel and bring on provisions like food and supplies. None of the cruise lines are near ready for compliance with the CDC's framework for conditional sailing requirements. All three brands have suspended cruises through March. A convenient port for bringing on supplies and services, the Los Angeles terminal, uh, they said they expect over two dozen ships to dock there from now until early February.
2: Seeing the ships coming and in docking into uh, U.S. ports, it's, it's, it's something. Yeah, it makes you feel
0: like things are going to start slowly to get back to how they used to be, or at least some version of how they used to be.
2: So Viking has announced a godmother for one of their new ships.
0: Yeah, Viking named British journalist and broadcaster Anne Diamond to be godmother to their next ocean ship, Viking Venus. Um, She's probably not known to a lot of us over here, but over in England she helped pioneer morning TV shows She's interviewed countless celebrities and royal and political figures. And then in 1991, she was instrumental in creating awareness to infant crib death in the UK, which gave her the Medal of Royal College of Pediatrics and Child Health. Viking Venus had its official float out already and is currently in the final phases of construction at the shipyard in Italy with a planned spring debut
2: all right kind of a sad story here a cruise ship with a 55 year tenure is getting scrapped
0: yeah and if you've ever seen this ship uh you'll know why people are are pretty sad about this after 55 years of sailing the world the much-loved marco polo has been sold for scrap the ship was built during the cold war um in east germany And it sailed under the Soviet flag until it was sold to a a new cruise company called Orient Line in 1991. They then renamed the ship Marco Polo, and the rest is pretty much maritime history. After changing hands a couple of times, uh, the ship was sold to cruise and maritime voyages, which we've heard recently in the news because they went out of business. And following that, they couldn't get a buyer for their only ship marker, Marco Polo, and they decided to just sell it for scrap.
2: A lot of history behind that ship. I was going through some pictures and I was actually in port with that ship a couple of times. Have you ever been there?
0: I've seen it in docked, yes. Yeah. Especially in Europe. You know, some of the more out mm-hmm. of the way ports in Europe I've seen it. And it was cr- you know, it was it was old, but yeah. uh, people absolutely loved it. And if you ever talk to a past passenger from Marco Polo, they have nothing but praise to say about the ship. The people on board, the crew, and just—it's sad, but you know that's
2: what's happening. Yeah, your first instinct when you first see the ship, it's like, "Wow, this is a really old and dated ship." But once you start digging into it, there's a there's a lot of history behind it.
0: Yeah, that's why I you know I touched briefly on it because it is pretty interesting where it was built and mm-hmm. where it, you know what it's been through over yeah. the last fifty five years.
2: Well, uh, Carnival has earned a few travel awards during a time when ships aren't sailing.
0: Yeah, so Travel Weekly's 2020 Reader's Choice Awards has voted Carnival Cruise Line the best in three categories, and those three categories are Best Domestic Cruise Line, Best Family Cruise Line, and because Carnival continues uh, to support their travel agents, they have their Learn and Earn Education Program, and that won them the third award. So we can say congratulations to Carnival for garnering these awards, even though it was a short, what, barely Mm two-month cruise season.
2: All right, listener question comes from Ray in New York. Will we see a wave season in 2021?
0: Hi, Ray, and yes, and we are seeing it now. Um, All the cruise lines seem to have some sort of promotion going on for this weird wave season, so... You can find onboard credits. You can find airfare deals. There are reduced deposits, free gratuities. There's a lot of deals out there. Really, you just have to get online and, and, you know, depending on what cruise line or destination you're looking for, um, just go to their websites and see what they're offering. And it's not just the ocean liners, the, the ocean cruises either. River cruises in Europe and the USA have special wave season deals too. Keep in mind that all of these uh, cruise lines, they do have a set time window to book and reserve. Um, and they're all different. They seem they don't have like a specific cutoff date, but they do extend into 2022. And a few, you, you can even make a reservation into 2023. Just don't wait too long.
2: All right. Sherry Laskin with CruiseMaven.com. Thank you so much, Sherry. Thanks, Doug. Breaking news as it Happens online and on demand at cruiseradio.net. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer: if you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker from my friends at tripinsurance.com. Not not only does tripinsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip.
1: Have a question or a comment for the show? Send an email or voice memo to Doug at cruiseradio.net.
2: It goes without saying that the entire country has been impacted by this ongoing pandemic, including many businesses. But you'd be hard pressed to find an industry that's taken as many hits as the cruise industry has over the past 12 months. In some ways, cruise ships have become the mainstream media's punching bag, even while they seemingly ignore other businesses. Recently, 173 employees at a Washington State Costco tested positive for COVID-19, but the store remained open for business and there was very little written about it. Staff writer Richard Sims is here to talk about why he and some other cruise lovers were so bothered by this situation. Hey, Richard. Hey, Doug. Okay, so this story got you pretty fired up. What was it exactly that got under your skin?
1: It did. Here's the thing. I think I would have I think I would have just blown right past it. It wouldn't have even bothered me. Everything would have been fine had it not been for one line in the story, which was that despite the fact that, you know, several hundred employees had tested positive and been put into quarantine, the store was still open. That really just I, I Failed to understand that. And that really got me thinking about something that's come up a lot over the last few months, really, you know, probably since May or June. And that is the way that the cruise industry is being looked at and treated um, by the media, by some sections of the public, certainly by the CDC. You know, if a cruise ship had 355 people on it, fall ill with coronavirus, you can be assured that that ship would you know, would definitely be shut down. Would not be have allowed. Would not be allowed to take passengers on board. It would not be allowed to have business as usual. Heck, in the current environment we're at, I wouldn't be surprised if under those circumstances, you know, villagers with pitchforks and torches wouldn't go and try and set fire to the cruise ship, which would be a little bit difficult since it's made out of steel. Mm-hmm. But it just it just blew me away that this store wasn't even closed under those circumstances. And like I said, it really is something that cruisers have been talking a lot about. They haven't necessarily focused on Costco, but we've talked about other things that are open, you know, especially like airlines and why they aren't under the same restrictions as cruise lines. So, yeah, it, it really, really got under my skin.
2: Well, the article you wrote, which I've linked in the show notes for if you haven't had a chance to read it yet, um, it's gotten a lot of feedback, both positive and negative. Uh, some pointed out that Costco is providing a necessary service, whereas cruises are just a vacation choice. But I, before we launch into this, this uh, first question here, man, you aren't trying to say that shopping is safer than cruising or vice versa, correct?
1: No, definitely not. Um, I, I mean, the, one of the reasons that I took a lot of slack black for this was people saying, as you said, that, 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 you know, cruising is not essential, whereas people going to Costco are, it's an essential thing. They're going to get, you know, the things they need to live their lives every day, which I don't know if you need 500 socks to live your life every day, but that's another story. Um, I certainly was not saying that I was simply sort of using it as a foundation to launch into a bigger conversation about maybe not everything is being treated the same. Costco happens to be, you know, at the center of this particular of my ire in this particular case, but it certainly goes much farther than that. It's a much wider picture as far as what in our country we're allowing to sort of continue to operate business as normal and what we're completely shutting down. I mean, I can't think of any other industry that has been completely shut down for a year, because um, we are coming up on a year. It's a you know it's a little few months shy of it, but this started in January of 2019, and the shutdown started around March April. So we are coming up on a year that this industry has been 100% locked down. The closest thing I could think of that sort of has had this kind of impact is Broadway in New York City. You know Broadway is basically dark right now. Uh, Other than that, I couldn't think of another industry that has been shut down this way.
2: But where do you draw the line, right? Like, let's take airline travel, for instance. I mean, I was I was out in Salt Lake City last weekend skiing went through the Atlanta airport. It was like the good old days of travel back in the heyday. Lots of people there, shoulder to shoulder. Um, The only difference was people were wearing masks. And I'm willing to say probably 95% of the people traveling through there were traveling for some kind of leisure activity and not doing it because they had to do it because of work. And I'm not trying to crap on the airlines at all. I mean, I have a lot of friends who are pilots and I fly a lot, but it's just like the double standard is pretty crazy. Yeah,
1: I completely agree. I mean, I I, I honestly... Think and I'm sure if we looked, we could find statistics to back this up. I would say that business travel is probably on the decline. Mm-hmm. For example, one of one of my my best friends um, has routinely over the last few years had to go to London on business. Yeah, he goes for three or four days every three or four months, and he hasn't been in the last year because everything that they normally would do during these things in London they're now doing over Zoom. You know, um, um, so what can't you do? you know, what do you need to get on a plane to do? Well, like you go skiing or go to Disney World or go on. So I would suspect that a large number of the people traveling are doing so not out of necessity and not because of business. They're doing so, um, you know, to to go on a vacation or we just came out of the holidays. We know a lot of people flew to despite all the warnings not to a lot of people flew to visit relatives, whether for Thanksgiving or Christmas or New Year's. So, It is, you know, a question. And the response you will get from a lot of people in these situations is, yes, but a cruise ship is completely different because a cruise ship is, you know, you're going to get on an airplane. You're going to be on that airplane for maybe three hours, maybe five hours, 10 hours if you're going to Hawaii. Uh, Whereas on a cruise ship, you're going to be with people for a longer period of time. You know, you're going to spend three days, five days, seven days all Together, so it's a much easier environment in which to spread. And part of me understands that, but part of me also looks at it and says, the cruise industry it works harder than any other industry and has long before we were in a pandemic situation to, you know, to keep the highest standard of of safety and health and cleaning. I, I assure you that they are not doing on airplanes what cruise ships were doing even before, you know, this all started. What they did on a routine regular basis. Uh and and that's so that's another thing that I sort of struggle with is, you know, if you the, you go to Disney World, let's say, and for all you know, you you might come into contact with, you know, 100 people who have coronavirus, but you go home a few days later and you don't really know. You might just go for the day. You know, maybe you have a day pass and you go to Disney World for the day. You get sick two weeks later and you start thinking, where have I been? And you've probably been to a lot of places other than Disney World. If you are someone who's going to Disney World during a pandemic, you have you probably are also going to restaurants and doing other things. Uh, it, you know, the cruise industry is actually putting into place ways that they can track. For example, on Quantum of the Seas, uh, when they began sailing, they introduced the tracelet, which if someone on board gets sick and this did happen, they they had a false positive. And by using the tracelet, they were immediately able to say, OK, these are the people we need to check because they came into contact with. That doesn't happen at Disney World. You know, if somebody at Disney gets sick, you can't suddenly track down all the, you know, 10,000 people that they might have come in contact with. So it, it seems to me as if the cruise industry is bending over backwards, in ways that really no other industry that I can think of is and yet still being held to a completely different standard. Now, I, I will say, and it's important to say, I think it's very important that this happen. I think it's very important that these new health and safety protocols be put in place. I think it's very important that they have the test cruises to make sure that the crew have been properly trained and that they can do you know, the exercises on board for what should happen. But I also think if you look at Odyssey of the Sea, it, it shows that... This can be done successfully. So, you know, what exactly more has to be done?
2: But let's be honest, a lot of the stuff the airlines are doing right now, it's really a lot of feel good stuff.
1: Well, and that is something that our country has a long history of doing, to be frank. I mean, you know, in the aftermath of 9-11, we immediately put in rules at the airport that, like, you know, you had to take off your shoes and you couldn't bring little bottles of shampoo and things on board. And the fact of the matter is, that was really just a feel-good thing because you could still get, well, Let's you could get on a cruise ship without taking off your belt or and bring as much hand sanitizer as you want, but apparently we weren't worried that you could blow up a cruise ship. You could get on a train in New York City and go anywhere with, you know, there's no no security to check your bags. They don't even run your bag through, you know, a, a scanner when you go to Penn Station and get mm-hmm. on a train to go to Washington or something. So, you know, it's kind of hard to say that that what we're doing for planes is this oh, this, this, this thing designed to keep us safe. As opposed to a thing designed to make us feel safe, give us that sense of security. But we're only going to do it with planes. We're not going to do it with any other form of transportation. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah, it is is—it is a feel-good thing.
2: Yeah. Would you get on a cruise ship tomorrow if you had the opportunity to do so?
1: I have to say, this is something I've really struggled with. People ask me this a lot. I don't know. I, I admit that I am at the sort of far end of being careful. My household has not ordered out, you know, we we used to order out once or twice a week. We haven't ordered food out in, you know, eight months. When I, when I go to the grocery store or have groceries delivered, I still like, you know, get a little bottle of sanit- sanitizer and wipe everything down before I put it away. At the same time, if you told me I could get on a ship and, you know, we're at the stage where we would have to be wearing masks uh, and everything I know about it, sailing at a reduced capacity, I think I would. I wouldn't if I was in a position where I might come home and be in contact with, say, elderly people or people with immune systems who are compromised, that kind of thing. But I, I do think that under the circumstances, I probably would. The big question would be whether the people who I live with would be comfortable with me doing that. If they were uncomfortable with it, then I would say no. But otherwise, yeah, I, I think I would. And certainly as we move toward a point where um, the population is vaccinated, I'm a big – advocate of the idea that you have to be vaccinated to get on a cruise ship if the, I, you know there's been talk about whether that is legal can they actually make that a rule i'm 100 for it if you told me that everybody on the ship had been vaccinated i'd have no problem get on it tomorrow not a thought
2: what about a plane no mm-hmm. i'm
1: i don't think i would feel comfortable with that i right now i have a um i have a trip on the mardi gras scheduled for the beginning of december and i'm assuming that we will be back to normal enough that i will feel comfortable and that we'll all be vaccinated and we won't have to wear masks and you know blah 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 um but i don't think i would do it before now so like if i was going to get on a cruise ship it'd have to be (laughs) to the point where they were sailing out of ports near me
2: well, I know you're like you splurged on this Mardi Gras sailing. So, if by chance you don't feel comfortable getting on a plane by then, I will personally drive my truck up to Jersey and pick you up and bring you to the ship itself.
1: That would be amazing. Um, because, yeah that that is one of the things that I did. You know, I we already have been. I'm I am do not remember exactly when I was last on a ship. I have to look that up, but I think it's been at least a year. Uh, and and because of that, I really said, okay, when. When I get on Mardi Gras, I'm going to make this a blowout. So I got like one of the most expensive suites on the ship and, you know, I'm, I'm doing this upright. And I think a lot of other people will be doing that as well. But that's the thing is um, because I I have never, ever, ever taken a cruise out of anywhere other than New York or New Jersey because those are my home ports in order to do this trip. We will have to get to a point where I feel comfortable getting on a plane and flying out to um, Orlando in December.
2: You know, we're talking about starting the vaccination process now and it's going to frontline workers and uh, 65 and older. It makes me wonder because we know Norwegian Cruise Line CEO Frank Del Rio has been toying with this idea and looking at the legalities of it. But do you think we're going to see a you need a vaccine or you can't cruise?
1: Honestly, I think that is a great idea. Um, not only because it would give the people getting on ships the comfort level, you know, it it will automatically reduce your stress level to know that, like, everybody on the ship, passenger, crew, captain, everybody has been vaccinated. But it also will make it sort of easier for us to go to other places, you know, because other places are going to want to know that the people on the ship are safe. It's going to be it would be. I think good for the industry overall. Yes, you will see people who will say, "Nope, not doing it," because you know we have the people who are against vaccinations as a rule. We have even more people who are against this particular vaccination because you know it it was sort of pushed through very quickly, and they want to see what the long term effects of it are. I don't really care. I'm like, you know, if my arm falls off, oh well, (laughs) stick it in my arm. I want this, so I do think that's a really valid question, I personally hope it comes to pass. What will be really interesting is if some cruise lines do it and others don't, you know, does that become a selling point? Does either side of that become a selling point? You know, either, hey, you have to have a vaccination so you'll feel safe on our ship, or Ah, don't worry about that. We're going to take care of you. Come on board our ship. You don't need a vaccination. You know, will either of those things become a selling point?
2: All right. Well, in closing here, a couple of days ago, The Motley Fool had a article about the cruise lines and their financial status, and uh, it was some pretty good news. Good read.
1: Yeah, I was actually surprised by it. The reason that they actually did the report was um, I think it was Royal Caribbean had filed a report indicating that they had sold as much stock as they are basically legally able to sell. You know, um, there are limits on how much stock a company can sell without, you know, having to jump through other hoops with the uh, FCC and all that. And so so that that was what the report was based on. And that raised bells with them where they thought, we should really look at this and see, you know, if they have raised as much money as they can by selling stock, does that mean that there's potentially trouble ahead? And what they actually found was that, yes, the lines are not making money. I mean, they are on future bookings and they're doing pretty good in that department. But do they need to be concerned? And do we have to worry about one of the big three going under? And their research actually seemed to indicate that, God forbid, this went on for another year. God forbid, you know, we went into 2022 and still we're not sailing the companies would be okay. They wouldn't be in great shape. There'd probably be a lot of layoffs and stuff like that. But they would not go under. You know, they would not completely go under. It would be harder for them to bounce back. You know, every month that we we aren't sailing is, you know, they're, they're accumulating more debt that they're going to have to eventually pay off. But they would be able to survive it. And I really, I was really buoyed, to use a cruise word, to hear that. I thought that was kind of positive news.
2: All right, staff writer Richard said, by the way, Richard, uh, back to Costco. Ahi Tuna and King Crab from there, both spectacular. Just wipe it down when you get it home say, and don't interact that. with any of the right. employees. Use you, you, you self-checkout. Yeah, absolutely. Staff writer, exactly. staff writer Richard Sims. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, as always.
1: All right, Dougie. Let's see what we got for you, buddy. Cruise Radio is produced at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Get cruise news, ship reviews, and money-saving tips every Thursday on Cruise Radio. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show. If you want to help spread the word, give Cruise Radio a five-star review. Find Cruise Radio where you listen to your favorite podcast or online at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.